Welcome to Gardening Talkback on 2 and RFM. Greg Richard joined by a Judy Sharp. Nice to see you back with us, Judy. Oh, thank you, Greg. I do apologise, but emergencies do happen, don't they? They do, and there's nothing you can do about them, really? No, no. Well, not, not when someone's in hospital, no. you can't, no. What have you got lined up for us today, though? Well, today, have you noticed the change in the scene, in the garden scene? In the garden scene? Yeah. Well, it's telling us something, and... I've noticed that the jacarandas, which are Scott's favourite plant... (laughs) I I know they're not. (laughs) Haven't you noticed they're stopping flowering? No. Well, there's one behind me that's flowering, but it's took a long time for it to kick in. Yeah, well, they're all suddenly starting to drop, but the New South Wales Christmas bush is all out in flower. All right. Is that early? The red one, I think it is early this year. Maybe it's like the little bit of rain we've had. Possibly. Yeah, and then the agapanthers, you know what they are, the blue agapanthers. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. They're all out in flower. And the magnolias, the little gems and the teddy bears, they're the ones with the great big white flower mm-hmm. and the lovely coloured leaves. They're all out in flower. All right, so we've got a lot coming in flower at the moment. Yeah, I think it's telling us something that Christmas is on the way. How how far? I, I, I think close? it's five weeks. Five weeks, well... Maybe less. Well, the Christmas bush might be a bit early. Well, I think... Doesn't that usually kick in in mid-December or...? Yeah, yep. I just, that's just a guess saying it's called the Christmas bush, but... <laughs> no, 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 it does. But a lot of people haven't picked up on the fact that they are in flower. I've got one a couple of doors down from me and I kept looking at it thinking, what's that red tree down there? And then it hit me, it was a Christmas that's bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. And who are we speaking with now? I'm speaking, you're speaking to Glenn. How are you? Very well, yourself? Good, thank you. I've got one little question for her. I've got bulbs and it's um, got leaves on it. Something's eating it. What do I do? Well, okay. So what what kind of plant is it? It's a bulb. Like, you know, you put them in the ground and they pop up and, well, this one's got leaves on it and when they when it popped out, uh, all the leaves started, something started to eat all the leaves. Well, have you seen any snails around? Mm, not as lately. No. Well, what kind of bulbs are they? Um, I don't know. It's just that my wife bought them and we put them in the ground, in the pot, and all of a sudden it started, something started eating the leaves. Well, it could be just, um, you might find it's just snails or it could be, yeah. Uh, The secret sometimes is to go out with your torch at night and just see what little devils are out there. (laughs) And if it is a snail, how do I get rid of them? Uh, Well, you can use snail bait. Have you got a dog or a cat? No, I've got nothing like that. Oh, right, okay. Well, you'll be fine. Just get some snail uh, killer. Uh, and apply a little bit around. You don't have to put a lot around. Uh, Someone said the other day their wife put the whole packet around it, the garden. (laughs) And it was quite genuine. (laughs) It's um, it's my um, favourite man down at Coles at the junction, so he'll probably be listening and absolutely freaking out because I mentioned that, but... uh, uh, he said his wife has not very good vision, and when he looked, she'd put the entire packet around one plant. <laughs> oh! So you be careful you don't do that. No. Yeah. But that's um, probably the best way to go at this stage, I'd say. All right, then. Okay. Thank you for the call. Thank you.
It's Guarding Talk back on to Inuaga FM. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call. And Judy, we just spoke about flowering at the top of the hour, but what else did you want to look at today? Well, you know, it, it suddenly hit me over the weekend uh, because of the jets flying over probably and, uh, you know, how they focused on the harbour mm. and all the high-rise there. Yeah. Um, when, when you consider it, Newcastle's certainly experiencing lifestyle changes, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And, the, uh, and then some people move to villas and some people to apartments. And so they've left a big garden. So they're groping in the dark because all they do is put plants up and it doesn't matter how high you are, uh, the wind is going to rip into them. Yep. And, of course, if you're anywhere near the salt, the salt does more damage. Uh, so you've really got to be hosing that off every three days so that it doesn't stay there. Uh, anywhere near the salt, that's the secret. Yep. Uh, because what happens, uh, the salt actually drifts in and then the wind comes and burns it into the plant and that's what really knocks the plant around. Um, you know, the wind and the salt uh, near the coast really can create problems. So, you know, it's lovely living there. <laughs> but not great for your plants. <laughs> well, you know, all the um, uh, feedback I've got over the years is, oh, we love ne- we've moved and mm. we love it. But, Judy, why aren't our plants staying mm. alive? <laughs> <laughs> and often they've taken ones that they've had at home yep. in a very sheltered position, and that makes a difference too. So which plants you choose, you should give careful consideration to. Uh, you know, if you prefer, prefer shade lovers, fruit trees or something with a fragrance, mm. you have to test one plant you like first. Okay. Don't go and spend a fortune yep. uh, and take them all Just... home and all of a sudden, you know, they're not happy. So <laughs> that's my, my secret. Just... Test with one plant first. I find succulents are hardy, uh, but remember to water frequently as the wind is a strong factor in plants drying out, even if in the shade. You'll find that the wind does still do damage. Could you do, like, put some barriers or something up? Oh, look, you can. uh, But, you know, all of a sudden, if it's a plant that's going to grow taller, they're above the barrier. Yep. Uh, and people try all different manner of things. Uh, Simon, Scott's brother, uh, he lives on the sixth floor. And I can tell you, we started out with Magnolia Little Gems. Now, they grow up near Merriweather Beach. Yep. They wouldn't grow on his yeah. balcony. Oh, really? No. No, definitely not. So that's just the wind? It's the wind. Yeah, because he doesn't get a lot of salt there. It was the wind. Um, so he's ended up with a lot of succulents, which look good. So it's a case of experimenting. Uh, but I know so many people come in with photos and say, what's the matter with this plant? You know, I, I bought it and it's supposed to like the wind and the salt. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they don't. <laughs> I imagine. I don't think there are many plants that do like wind and salt, though. No, there aren't. <laughs> you, you've, you've got to buy the toughies, like uh, Indian hawthorns. They're very good yep. and, and they flower, white flowers, and they're quite attractive. But, you know, I see people trying to experiment with, experiment with all manner of things and they're not going to work. Yep. Definitely not. So um, I think it's standing back and taking your time 
at the moment, fuchsias will be flowering, and it's they need moisture and fertilising. Yep. So we need to fertilise them weekly with flourish uh, to give to keep them flowering. flowering. Yeah, and they love being wet. So, so constant watering. Yeah. But recently, we are getting a fair bit of rain, Greg, aren't we? We are, yeah. It's yeah. surprisingly wet at the moment. It is, yeah. But I notice my garden on the surface is still fairly dry looking. I think it's taking a while to, to penetrate down. To, to soak into the ground, yeah. yeah. to soak into the ground. But uh, I mentioned at the top of our conversation the white magnolias. Mine are absolutely beautiful. The teddy bears, it's the first time I've had them in flower, and their flower is different than the other magnolias, and they really look wonderful. But all of a sudden, my roses have finished flowering. Yep. So it's time now to prune off the dead growth and feed them with some sudden impact. Mm -hmm. You hear me say that word a lot, sudden impact. And you can also put that around your citrus and around your olive trees. Rightio. Yeah. So so are we we trimming all them as well? No, no, you don't have to trim your olives yet. Mine are getting a bit crazy, but... Um, that's a, a neighbourhood separation, so I won't trim them back. Just yet. <laughs> not, nice neighbours, yep. but... Um, <laughs> Just not that, not that nice little barrier in between. <laughs> well, you know, when you open up your blinds and everyone's down there swimming in their swimming pool, you feel a bit, um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But my Arthur, he loves to go over and look out and see what's going no. on. Yeah. Bit nosy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit, but he doesn't bark. He's not naughty. No. Just likes having a bit of a look. Yeah, just likes having a little bit of a look. <laughs> so we've got Anthony from Tea Gardens, and he's got a problem with a little bugs in his strawberries. Oh, Anthony, they're not eating them, are they? Yeah, the little buggers. Oh, good grieficans. So what are you doing to prevent it? Well, I've tried putting brass fly screen over the top, and that sort of keeps the birds out. Yeah. They sometimes end up in my bird bath. Strawberries end up in my bird bath. Oh, um, so birds from getting them, but the little buggers are coming in from underneath. And I've tried putting um, cedar sawdust around them, and that. Yeah, that's a good way to go. It's nothing like cedar. Nothing like eating cedar. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of bugs do you think they are, Anthony? I don't know. I've never seen them. They leave little holes in the strawberries about the size of a match head. Oh, yes, yeah, I've seen that happen, yeah. Um, yeah, they have a feed and then they go and then they move on to another one. Yeah, the problem is, though, when your strawberries are that size, uh, it's difficult to spray them because they're virtually ready to eat, aren't they? Yes, as soon as you leave them, you're going to pick them the next day and you go out the next day and they've been eaten already. Well, I'd be picking them, but don't let them ripen. Yeah, right, Okay. Yeah, so you're letting them ripen. Yeah, I'd let them ripen, yeah. Yeah, well, you're, you're feeding them, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're just about ready to pick and, yeah, I like to leave them that extra day. and. Yeah, but don't forget, they will ripen. You know, yeah. you could take them inside or put them in a sunny position inside because... Yeah, in the, yeah. The table in, in, in the window there, yeah. Because often the ones you buy in the supermarket... Uh, are still not quite ready to eat. Yeah, they're they're flavourless. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. And uh, uh, at the moment, any any of them I've bought, 
suddenly go brown overnight. So it's oh, probably past okay. the season a little bit, I think. Okay. Yeah, but look, I don't definitely pick yours. Don't wait and feed them. That's what you're doing. I'll pick them early then. Yeah, good on you. Let us know what happens, Anthony. Okay, thanks, Judy. Okay, bye. Afternoon, bye. Bye. We got Kath from Gorican. She's got a question about crepe myrtle. Hello, Kath. Hello, Judy. What can I, I help you with? Crepe myrtle. It's about three years old, um, and it's it's lovely, but it hasn't flowered. Oh, right, okay. It's and three years old. She's got, she's got two and hers are the same. They haven't, they haven't flowered. Right, okay. So did you prune them? No, I didn't. You didn't prune it's them? Small, it's only a small tree. Yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, I'd say we're now back to feeding, Kath. Right. Yeah, because I've okay. noticed on the way out here today that the yes. crepe myrtles are all in flower, particularly the white ones. Right. Well, mine's pink, so... Yeah, we'll see. That yeah. could be a later, later flower. Right. Uh, the whites seem to come out first. But right. I would certainly... Uh, have you fed it at all? No, I haven't fed it at the moment. No. Well, no. now that it's got its leaves back on... Uh, right. Uh, I'd be giving it some cow manure. Cow or manure, some, okay. Yeah, yeah sulphate... I've got, of, I've got cow manure. Yep. And what about sulphate of potash? Have you got any? No, I haven't. Right, okay. Well, that's the best thing to instrument flowering. Right, okay. And I'll get that. Yeah, yeah sulphate like that. of potash. So. And I, yeah, I'll just let you know all my agapanthus are coming out, but they got short stems. Oh, have they? <laughs> Last year, they're nice and tall. And this year, they're all fairly short. But are the flowers coming out nicely? Yeah, the flowers are coming out in summer. It's like, yeah, growth stems down to summer. I think with all these things that are flowering at the moment that, <laughs> you know, they were setting their flowers when we weren't getting any rain. Right, yes. And, uh, right. you know, that's probably why you've got shorter stems. Right. <laughs> and did you, did you cut the stems back after they finished flowering last year? Yeah, I cut the, I cut the bad ones off, yeah. Right, okay. Some yeah. people just let them die on, and right. looks yeah. no, that doesn't work. Doesn't look nice, no. No, okay. not at all. So, um, okay. Go out and get the sulphate of potash and yep. get that going and uh, just a little bit of cow manure. Right. Okay, then. Good. Thanks, Judy. Good luck with that, Have Kath. Have a nice day. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Bye. We went from Mara a little bit earlier from Merriweather and she's got a mango tree where small mangoes are being eaten by a bug. What do you think the problem is there, Judy? Oh. Besides being eaten by bugs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, Greg at Merriweather, you know what we're, what we're plagued with. I live at Merriweather, are the possums. Right, so you reckon it's them? I think it could be possums, yeah, definitely. But wouldn't they leave more of a mess or...? Um, no, not really. Well, the only other thing is that rats will eat them too. Will they? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, rats will eat anything though, won't they? Uh, rats yeah, will eat rats will anything. eat anything. And um, it depends at the moment, I suppose, um, how hungry they are. But it's definitely time the possums have had babies and they're running around all over the place. So you reckon it's probably possums? I think it's going to be possums if they're eating small mangoes. Um, but what about um, if we could suggest to Margaret that she nets it? Yeah? Or that puts she a, puts put a net over. A scarecrow maybe? or? Oh, I don't think that really works. <laughs> Doesn't it? No. <laughs> well, it was one a few weeks ago. We had someone who had um, sensor lights. That's right, the sensor lights, yeah. yeah. But that was definitely, um, they were... 
plants that um, were down lower on the ground, weren't they? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, the vegetable gardens, and they had the sensor lights in those, so... Uh, that, that, could, that could work as well, maybe? It could, but it depends. Um, you know, we wonder how big Ma- Margaret's um, mango tree is, All right. how tall it is. Well, we've got Sid from Wanji, and he wants to know the difference between Jacaranta and I can't read that other one. <laughs> Poinciana. <laughs> Poinciana. Well, I say can't read it, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Hello, Sid. Hi, how are you, Judy? I'm very, very well, thank you. And yourself? Uh, pretty good, thank you. Uh, have you a Jacaranda and a Poinciana in? Well, what the problem is, we bought a house about 12 months ago, and in the front yard, it has what looks uh, a bit like a jacaranda, but it has a very um, layering look, that flat layering look, and it hasn't flowered um, this year. And we're just wondering, it's got very similar foliage, I know, but the poinciannas tend to be further north, don't they? Uh, yes, but they do grow quite well here. Yeah. But if it was right. a jacaranda, I think you probably would have had flowers by now. Right, yeah. And the poinciana will flower later. Ah, okay. As the weather gets warmer, so um, keep your eye out for that. But in the meantime, make sure you give it some fertiliser. Okay. To kick it along. You know, some sulphate of potash is good. Yep, all right, will do. And and let's keep our fingers crossed it's a poinciana because they're beautiful trees, absolutely beautiful. And so are the jacarandas, yeah. Yeah, we're hoping it is a poinciana, but just wondered. And just another quick question, how's your young apprentice going in there, the horticulturist junior? The horticulturist? Oh, you mean Greg? Oh, I mean Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now let's talk about Greg. What do you think he's just done? He's just uh, planted. I don't think you can pronounce Poinciana. <laughs> well, I'm wanting to read this afternoon as well, so I've got lessons coming in. <laughs> he's um he's just planted his chili plants, his chili uh. seeds, um, and uh, we talked about what fertilizer is used, and uh, <laughs> Sid, what do you think is used? Um, chuck manure. <laughs> yes, well that would be good. But you know what he's used? He's used fertiliser for flowers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think chilies are flowers, do you? No, but he might strike the first lot of flowers on them. You never know. Yeah. Could be groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, um, he's been my apprentice for some years now, so um, uh, we always have a chilly discussion. I, yeah. I pick up some stuff. <laughs> he picks up some stuff. Well, well, you've got a very good teacher. That's the main thing. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Sid. Uh, so let's um, hit that point. But you know what? Why don't you send a photo into us of that tree? I can tell you straight away by the, the foliage. Right, okay. Yep, all right. Is we'll that possible? That. Yes, it is possible. Okay, that'd be right. good. Right, and you just send that to gardening at 2NURFM? Okay, all right. Well, thanks very much. And then I'll and let you know next week. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Love the show. Thank you, Sid. I appreciate your calls. Okay, thank you. Thank bye. you. Bye. We've got Michael from Wall's End. He's got stink bugs on his citrus trees. Oh, Michael and I drove down my drive yesterday and I've got one on mine, just one. 
Well, I've got a few more than one. Um, mate, I actually Googled, I reckon, a soapy water mix, get rid of them. It sort of did, but a customer gave me some Malathon, I think it was. Yeah. And that seemed to kill them, but they still keep coming back. Ah, uh, and, and they're just a, a real pest, aren't they? Well, yes. Cause last season, I probably only got about 50 fruit off the Mandarin, but prior to that, I've been getting like 500 or so. You know, they come from the bottom up. Have you noticed that on the trunk? No. Well, have a look and double-check because you'll find the majority of them are on the trunk. They seem to climb up on one another's backs. And um, sometimes it wouldn't hurt to tie something, you know, a bit of rag or something around there with the malathon on to deter them. Okay. Yeah, no, I just seem to notice them at eye height. Um, you see them when they're juveniles being the orangey colour and then they go black pretty quick. But um, I've also heard that it's from a, like a sick tree somewhere in the neighbourhood that attracts them. Um, I don't yeah. know because um, uh, Scott actually pruned my uh, lime tree and yeah. I noticed just one on it yesterday uh, and I've never had stink bugs on it before. But, Nor have I. No, oh, so uh, whether or not it was his pruning, we'll blame that because I can tell you there are not many leaves coming out, that's for sure. But I don't um, use the limes. He likes them for, what would he use it for, Greg? Limes? Yeah. Drinks? Yes, for... Or uh, a bit in the alcoholic drink. Gin, yeah, gin. Gin and tonics. Yeah. Gin and yeah. tonics, that's right. So if he's pruned it incorrectly, well, he's mucked up the limes he would have got. But I, I'm going to deal with that one stink bug, and uh, he was a fair size, I can tell you, um, because I don't want him getting on my roses. There's one other year when the mandarins were juvenile, someone said, oh, you should give it a trim every now and again, and it did not like it at all. I didn't get any fruit for about two seasons. No. And then since that, it's just blossomed with the fruits. Yeah, no, it depends what kind of citrus it is. You know, if it's a, a lemon that's a tall growing one, yes, you could prune them, but I don't think no, they need regular. Yeah, no, they don't need regular pruning. Yeah. Um, I think Scott pruned mine because he was pruning the roses and he probably didn't have his glasses on because the lime was next to the roses. No, that's true, Greg. <laughs> Greg's laughing. He thinks I make these things up, Michael. And it, it's it's right in a bed next to my standard roses. And yeah. um, I should bring a photo in them so I can yeah, prove, prove it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, I don't know what he was thinking. But, you know, he hasn't got very good eyesight, my son. But won't the alcohol just evaporate out of the rag after a bit? Sorry, what was that? Well, if I tie this rag around the trunk, yep. the, the, I can't even say it now, um, won't that just evaporate or will the smell of it just sort of deter them? Well, they are coming from somewhere nearby probably. Um, and you have you only got that one citrus? I've got a lemonade and a orange as well, but they're a lot younger than this mandarin tree. Right, okay. And there, and there aren't any on there? Oh, they do occasionally, and I spray all three at once. Yep. Now, you know when you spray with that malathon, that's yep. fine, but it will have a withhold on it. So if you've got fruit on there, 
make sure you follow that withhold. I think from memory it's three to five days before you could eat them. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're not... Well, it's juvenile fruit, they're growing, but, yeah, they're not ready for eating yet. Yeah, OK, well, let's get rid of the stink bugs. I hope so. I've been trying. <laughs> Don't send them to my place, thank you. No, a friend of mine that lived around the corner, she used to um, get the gloves and those um, spoon suits and goggles just so um, she can actually pick them off, put them in a jar and throw them in the garbage. Yeah, because, you know, well, we better tell all the other listeners out there that they do, um, that they do give you a very nasty sting if they get their... Um, uh, if they target your eyes. Yeah, it's like an acid spray, though. Yeah, it is, yeah. That's a good description, an acid spray. Yeah, so... Uh, I'll um, keep trying with this malphite and see what happens. With malathon. Malathon, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think malathion might be something. I think malathion might be something poison, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just get tongue-tied here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, Michael. Cheers for that. Have a good day. You too. Bye. It's Gardening Talkback for a Monday afternoon. Time for a couple more quick calls. We've got Janita from Morissette Park, and she's got a question about blueberry plants. Oh, hi, Janita. Have you got problems with them fruiting? Yes, I have blueberries that are fruiting. However, um, yeah, and lots of fruit on them, but they're not growing very big, and they're not ripening. Is it something I should give them or do something with or...? Yes, definitely. Um, see if you can find some flourish for fruiting. Right. And use that regularly once a week, and that should okay. do the trick. All right, not a problem, because there is, you know, lots and lots of fruit, but they're not growing more than, you know, the size of your fingernail, a uh, little fingernail. Well, and you may, may need to defruit them. That happens often, that if you take off, say, with a camellia, if they're not flowering properly, you take off every flower and just, not every flower, but you leave just one. So why don't you try on one of your plants taking off every second blueberry and see if that makes them grow better. But definitely get some flourish for fruiting. Flourish for fruiting? Is yes. that a... It's uh, a liquid a one you put in the water every week. Okay. And they oh, love it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Janita. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Judy. Well, we're just about running out of time for another week, Judy, but Brian from Stroud, who's disappeared, so he has a beetle the size of a ladybug destroying his roses and fruit trees. Uh Uh-huh. Now, you don't associate ladybugs with being bad? Oh, no. Yes, you can. Oh. Oh, yeah, there's so many varieties of ladybugs. Well, there you go. I just thought there was just the one. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have to go back to school, Greg. Um, I, no, the, well, I, I definitely need to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think we should um, let Brian know to um, perhaps spray with something like a Malathon. Yep. And uh, make sure he reads the withhold. So if he's got fruit on, uh, the roses... You don't have to worry about the withhold, but on fruit trees you do. You have to, you know, leave them a few days. Uh, But I think that's the best way to go uh, because it sounds like he's got a plague if he's got them on roses and fruit trees. That doesn't sound good at all. No, it doesn't either. So Brian might ring us again next week and and update us a bit. And see what's happened. Yep. 
Judy Sharp. We'll run out of time for another week. Thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. We'll talk to you again next Monday, isn't it? Yeah, Monday. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>